Well, welcome everybody to the Blow Off Valve podcast. We're your hosts, Alex and Tucker. Uh, I apologize for uh, audio is a little sketchy on my end. I am currently in a hotel room in Boise, Idaho. Uh, <laughs> and the Wi-Fi is why not? good. Because why not? Why not be in Boise, Idaho? <laughs> uh, you know, the funny thing is they, they uh, that, uh, I don't know if you heard about the heat wave that's kind of hitting the Northwest. Um, yeah. They're catching some of that. So like, um, okay. it's like, it was like 89 for high today. Tomorrow's like 91. And then Monday, wow. it's like low seventies again. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My timing yeah. was impeccable as usual. Yep. Impeccable. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, uh, there's a good reason why I'm in boy. Um, so, uh, you know, I talked before on the program about, um, I put down a deposit um, to get a Safari style 911 built. And the company that builds them is in Boise. And so basically they told me if, if I wanted to come to Boise, um, that I could have the car for the day. And, uh, and so that's what we did. So my buddy, uh, Very cool. our friend Dave, um, who had been thinking about getting one of these as well, he ended up ultimately deciding to, uh, do kind of a safari build of a 991-911, which is pretty sweet. Um, and he's actually shipping that off to uh, a company that does those um, this week. Um, but he had already kind of booked his hotel and airfare <laughs> to come out here. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And so he he uh, he came out here as as kind of my co-pilot. And, uh, and so cool. that's kind of what we spent the day doing. So this morning, uh, we went and picked the car up at their shop at 9 a.m. And they, the owner, uh, kind of gave us some fun roads to go try out. And, and, uh, and so that's what we did. Uh, we kind of spent the, the morning and early afternoon driving around some paved and some unpaved roads in, in Boise in this car. So, yeah, I saw that, um, couple of those pictures yeah yeah um that seemed like they were a little bit more off-road yeah that was pretty cool so there's a a road here in in town that is paved and then you just keep following it and eventually it goes to a dirt road that um people use for like um there's a bunch of like little scenic turnout points but there's a people do like trail running and mountain biking stuff on it and it goes way up into the hills um, we didn't even huh. go all the way to the end of it. Um, but, uh, it was, it was cool. Like we're basically just going up this dirt hill kind of along some switchbacks. And the, the thing was pretty incredible. Honestly, the, the guy told us when we picked it up that, you know, they had just recently been kind of playing around with the spring rates they had on the car to try and have like a, a nice balance, but between, uh, kind of on-road handling and, and the off-road, yeah, you know, uh, characteristics, and so the spring rates, the spring rates were a little softer, and sure, we were going over some like uh, kind of ruts in the road and stuff like that that we were kind of bracing ourselves for like kind of a big like you know jostle, yeah, and it was like it was, just gobbled it up, yeah, it was like riding an Alexis, man, it was like no no <laughs> problem, um, just went right right over it. And there were a lot of, uh, you know, like the, in like neighborhoods, they'll have those like little speed humps. We were just like 
full sending it over the speed humps, <laughs> like, you know, not slowing down at all. Like we're still only doing 25 because it's a neighborhood, but like yeah, we yeah, did not yeah, slow yeah, down yeah, yeah. at all. <laughs> and it was, awesome. it was super fun, man. The, the, um, the transmission, he said they were about to rebuild the transmission on it. Uh, so first gear was a little wonky, but everything else felt great. Um, it had the, this is a man, this was a manual, I presume. Yep. Yeah. It's a five speed. Um, it's the, uh, it, there's a name for the gearbox and I'm, it escapes me right okay. now, but so there's two gearboxes that came in the, the nine thirty generation nine eleven, which was like the nine, let's call it the nine ten. I'm blanking on the name for some nine fifteen. 15 i think it is um which is a really like reliable solid gearbox but is not the smoothest thing and then there was the g50 transmission which is the one that is kind of more collectors go for because it's a, a much more refined uh shifting kind of experience uh also very reliable gotcha. um so this has the older transmission uh uh but they put a a shift kit from a company called Wevo on it, which is what I've, I've specified for my build too. And okay. it felt great. It was really good. And so I'm, you know, my concern about that is pretty minimal. Um, the other thing I was okay. pretty concerned about was not concerned about, it, but like, I was curious how it would be is having a car with no power steering uh, and just driving it mm -hmm. around, you know, in town. Like, yeah. Cause it, those are some chunky tires on that thing too. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's got like these really beefy all-terrain tires. Um, yeah. So, you know, I was a little concerned about that. Um, I had driven, I've driven cars without power steering before. And it's like, would you really want to daily drive this? Cause it's, it can be some work, but <laughs> <laughs> it is a little well, you, bit of work. My you know, 2002, you know, it's got like a four foot steering wheel. Yeah. On it. So, <laughs> so that experience was actually really helpful uh seeing you know being in your 2002 because this car has a, a momo prototipo steering wheel and the circumference or the diameter is much oh. smaller than your steering wheel oh. and okay. so it's actually i need much less leverage to turn than like your car sure. needs yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah my boat yeah yeah so it was really not uh not bad at all driving around in the city um and mm -hmm. and so a lot of you know my concern about that was like okay i could definitely this would be not be a problem yeah muscle this in and out of some parking spots yeah. and stuff in the way exactly i was like this, yeah. this is no problem so that was um you know it was good to have that experience too the um you know ergonomically the car is so small you compared to modern cars yeah that like you can see out of it really well. Um, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it was it was a little small uh, for so this car has a roll cage in it that mine won't have, and the roll mm -hmm. cage limits how far you can put the seat back. So I was a, uh, it was a little bit like when we went and drove the Huracan in Chicago. Like my knees were a little yeah. you know up by the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah, but. Mm -hmm. Now that I look at it again in this picture, I mean, you know, knowing how tall you are, mm -hmm. yeah, it's. I mean, what do you think? Is it kind of proportional to the 2002 or a little, um, maybe a little bit bigger? It actually. What year is this? Uh, I'm actually not sure. It's. I think it's an early 80s car. Gotcha. Um, okay. From an interior standpoint, 
it's probably similar in space to your 2002. Like you're sitting right next to your passenger, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, but I talked to, um, I talked to the owner and he said, uh, so technically it wasn't the owner. So the owner was, uh, had to go out of town, but the shop manager and the guy that really kind of oversees all the builds was the guy that was, we were interacting with today. And he, so, you know, we were kind of debriefing after the, after we gave the car back and he said, yeah, without the roll cage, you're going to be able to have at least like probably at least a couple more inches of, of space to get the seat back so that'll be perfectly fine that'll be good um the thing is sweet looking man it it is i just have to say that yeah it is super cool and mine's gonna be a little bit different because theirs doesn't have like front and rear skid plates mine will have front and rear skid plates on Mm -hmm. it and kind of a a brush bar on the front um it won't have the ski rack that they have on it um, but it will have the light. It is kind of cool. I do like that racking. Yeah, the ski really rack cool. is really cool, but I don't ski. So it's like, <laughs> that'd that'd <laughs> totally. be like a very poser move. Um, I know. I know. And flat. Yeah. In the great place. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go skiing over yeah, in the cornfield. Yeah. This is for my cross country skis. <laughs> cross country yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing made it like a great sound. Um, the engine oh, yeah. is not the engine in that is not stock. It's it's been bored out to a three point two liter engine. I think the stock okay. engine is three liter. Uh, okay. And so, who did all that? Did they? Do they that? did it all. Everything. Everything okay. on the car they basically did in house. You know, not the suspension components per se, but like all the modifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's really an interesting shot, man. Like their car, their dealership, oh, but. He he gave us a tour around the shop and stuff, and they had a Ferrari three sixty that they were doing a manual swap on. They had okay. a four five. They had a Ferrari four five eight that was just in for like routine service. They had a <laughs> like an early seventies Bronco. They were putting in a completely new wiring harness on. They had, oh wow! They had two like early nineties Land Rover Defenders that they were doing LS three Chevy engine swaps into. It's like. Interesting. They do all this stuff, you know, and, and that's in addition yeah. to like their, they do PPF and wraps and all sorts of stuff as well. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's kind of a cool, very interesting. Yeah. It's kind of, a, it's a pretty cool shop, but, um, and, and Christian, the guy that, that kind of, like I said, is a shop manager and kind of oversees all the builds. He was, he could not have been nicer and, and more forthright about everything and very knowledgeable. So that was, you know, Dave and I were talking about like, that was almost more comforting or more worth the trip almost i would say it was nearly as worthwhile having that conversation with him as it was driving the car is like okay i this seems like a guy who's not going to bs me like he's you know yeah. he knows what's going on um and yeah, yeah so that yeah. was really reassuring a lot of interesting work yeah yeah you know so. on a lot of different cars so they're pretty clear they've got a great skill set yeah yeah it was it was really cool and and uh so um, we took it on, um, some really fun, you know, dirt roads. And, and I tell you what, man, like I had a very similar experience to when I've been with you in your 2002, everybody mm-hmm. looked and everybody seemed entertained by it. You know, like no one was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no one was like <laughs> flipping us off or like, ah, oh, you jackass, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What a, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody got like yeah, a real exactly. kick out of it, especially when we went up in the, in the hills and you're with around, around a bunch oh, of people yeah. in, 
you know, Jeep Wranglers with bikes and stuff, you know, they're all mountain bikers and stuff like everybody like, you know, got a kick out of the car. See, and that's, you know, it was interesting. I was, I don't know why, um, I don't know what brought, I don't know where this discussion came from, but I was just reading a discussion on Renless the other day. And I think it was in reference to the Dakar and, you know, maybe there was someone who was saying kind of like I alluded to you in the past that, you know, maybe they offer kind of safari versions of the 9-11 yeah. in the future. Yeah. And uh, for, for different models, maybe like a 4S or oh, or whatever. Is, is this regarding yeah. the 992 rumor? I think so, yeah. The 992.2? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Please expand on that. Well, you know, and what I th- I thought, I mean, to me, it makes sense, right? Because, I mean, these guys have cut the sausage and the salami so freaking thin. Yeah, right. With all these different models. Like, why Why the hell not? Right. I mean, it is it is definitely, it's kind of like, so it's kind of like, um, it, it speaks a little bit to a couple things, I think. One is, you know, when I look back on my <clears throat> Tycon Turbo with the Mission E wheels, it's like, okay. You know, this is the version of a Porsche that is a piece of art, uh-huh. artwork going down the road. It is completely not really super practical to be, you know, driving and having like rock impacts on the paint and everything. Right, right. And then they come along and they make, you know, the the Cross Turismo, which is basically this thing you can kind of beat on mm-hmm. a little bit more. They've got, you know, plastic cladding around it. You're able to jack it up. Right. And it kind of like harkens to that. But that ethos, there was yeah. a guy, yeah, yeah, there was this guy who is, he, I think he made a good point. And I, I guess at the end of the day, it kind of comes down to maybe how much money you make and, and how you want to spend it. But he was like, okay, like, even if you could get a 992, you know, dot .2 version in like a Safari, let's say yeah. it's, you know, so, a 911 4S so, Safari version. To clarify, the, the rumor is the 992.2, so the facelift 992 is going to have a Safari option package that you can specify for pretty much every trim level of, of the Carrera from from you know the s to the gts so that's kind of the rumor so that's probably where the context of this is yeah exactly and he he was like are you are you guys he's like are because he obviously had had quite a bit of off-roading experience and he was basically like are you really gonna buy a hundred and ninety thousand dollar car right and then rip it up on back you know fire roads and so all these back roads and that is you know someone's yep someone's comment was basically like you know if you've got a billion dollars who cares right but his thought was like you know i'm not actually buying this to go on back road stuff like i live in chicago Mm -hmm. and the roads are kind of a war zone to begin with with potholes we deal with winter Mm -hmm. and that's probably like the one you know kind of the main issue with saying to yourself I'm going to buy a 911 and use it as a daily driver, at least up here. Um, you know, and with like the snow and the climate, there are times where you really kind of need a rally car uh, to get through that stuff. If your job says you need to be out on the roads. And so in, in my mind, it makes a little more sense to kind of like do what you're doing and have something that, you know, isn't, 
it's like my 2002 like it's not perfect there's right scratches in it right swirl marks and things are dinged here and there and yeah it's like okay great perfect i get to just drive it now and enjoy it right yeah and it's, it's a driver level not a concourse level car yeah yeah i mean yeah. It, it it is uh, yeah i agree i mean it, it's it's one of those things where you know the donor car that i'm going to get i'm sure will have well beyond a hundred thousand miles it'll probably had one top end rebuild already you know like it's it's not going to be yeah. some thirty thousand miles survivor car that's like pristine you know and yeah. and so i'm not going to be afraid to use it i mean and it's really exactly you know your your point that's, or that's hit the, point. the guy on runless his point you know matt farah from smoking tire made the same point in his video on the 911 dakar he was like yeah this yeah. is probably the most fun porsche on porsche on sale right now but the reality <laughs> is Jones. the reality is like if you use it for what it's meant for it is incredibly fun and it's it's they they dialed it in perfectly. However, who the hell is going to spend $250,000, dollars to go flog this thing on a on a dirt gravel road? Like no one, you know. I would assume it's a guy like Jerry Seinfeld, and he's going to buy three of them, right? Yeah, and one of them he's going to trash. One of them he's going to drive around town, and one, one he's going to keep in an automotive museum, right? Well, you know, and never move it. I mean, I guess at this point, with where you know the process of getting a gt car or one of these special cars with the dakar the sport classic where you pretty much have to be a multi-multi-millionaire to have gotten into their high enough in their good graces to get an allocation like maybe they don't care maybe they will fog it but yeah i think to to people who for people whom two hundred thousand dollars is still an extremely large amount of money you know no one's going to go and buy that and then be like i'm going to beat on this thing now (laughs) um no yeah yeah and and so i'm getting a i'm getting a car that hell is probably going to be about as old as i am and has has lived life and then you know my job will be drive it enjoy it do as much preventative and you know maintenance and upkeep as i can to keep it running well and like that's it that's about it you know Um, yeah but but i i really got a kick out of it man it is you know, my build will be a bit different from what I drove because, mm-hmm. you know, mine's going to have AC, it's going to have a heater, it's, you know, there's going to be mm-hmm. some differences. You know, theirs is fairly stripped out, pretty hardcore. Um, mine yeah. mine will be a better balance between uh, a daily driver and, and uh, you know, us, you know, it's obviously going to be very safari in its elements, but, um, you know, like theirs has like a, a handbrake so that you can like, you know, drift turns on a dirt road and stuff like that it's just like <laughs> i don't need that you know but i i want That's awesome. i want the porsche classic you know uh radio in it so i can have carplay like that's what that's kind of my yeah. Um, yeah do you are you you know walking away from this thinking that this could could in fact be a somewhat like reasonably practical daily driver and so i guess by that i mean like taking your butt to and from work yeah probably running a couple errands around town stuff like that do you think it it can meet the meet the bill yeah i think i think it could do everything my current daily driver does no problem i think the two big questions in my mind that 
really are unanswerable until I have the car are, yeah, um, yeah. you know, right now, knock on wood, my BMW has never let me down. It's always started. It's always, you know, it, it's been completely reliable. Um, and, mm. you know, I'm going to be going to a car that again is going to probably be as old as I am. And so I have to kind of mentally prepare myself for the fact that like you drive an old car. So stuff is going to go wrong more often than it does when you're driving a car that is, you know, my BMW is seven years old now, but it's essentially still a newish car. And so, well, and I would, I will, yeah, that's no, you're a hundred percent right. And I think, I think, you know, Dave at Workshot kind of told me when I got my 2002 going into that, he's like, you know, you got to, I think I said something to him, something, you know, very not well informed, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, what are the things we can do to this car to make it as reasonably bulletproof as possible for like driving around town and stuff and he's mm-hmm. like that is not possible yeah he's like that is an unrealistic expectation mm-hmm. he's like you need to go into this with kind of a sense of that is part of the adventure of owning a car like this yeah is there there could be some situations where you know it's not super convenient mm-hmm. and most of the time it's going to be manageable yeah now the nice thing with your car is it's kind of getting rebuilt from the ground up. So, right. You know, I'm assuming it's going to have like a redone wiring harness, you know, you're yeah. not going to have grounding issues like the electronics will all be pretty yeah. much sorted. And so I do actually think that the product that you're going to be getting is going to have a lot less kind of gremlins than, than mine mm-hmm. because mine's pretty original, Yeah, but also one of the things I've discovered in particular with the 2002 this year is I've been driving it a lot more mm-hmm. and it's been a lot happier. Yeah. Um, you've got to drive like fewer any old car. You, you're going to go through consumables more quickly. You know, you're going to go through brake pads, you're going to go through yeah. tires, but like <clears throat> the big stuff is going to be a lot happier. The engine, the transmission, all that stuff that needs to have oil loop circulating and lubricating and, you know, go through yeah, heat cycle stuff like, that's that's I've, I've heard about, yeah. that's what I've heard about old cars for a long time is like you know they're they're just like any machine like my mower is perfectly happy when I'm using it you know once a week or once every two weeks in the summer you know it doesn't want to start after I haven't used it for three months or four months yeah you know <laughs> yeah um, exactly <laughs> every every machine is happy when it's you know, being used regularly and you just have to say, okay, well, that's the trade-off. Like I'm going to be going through some more consumables, but the big stuff is going to be happy. And so for, you know, for this car, you know, the suspension will essentially be all new because, because that's part of the the package, whatever donor car we get, they're going to kind of go through it and see, like, I'm going to get a pre-purchase inspection done on it. But like what they've said is, you know, if if we get it and we, you know, it needs a new clutch, we can do a new clutch, you know, we, we can do, these sorts of things. But I told him like the big thing for me is like, so these, this, these air cold Porsches after about a hundred thousand miles, they need um, basically kind of a partial engine rebuild, a top end rebuild. <coughs> and yeah. that's not a cheap bill. And so I said, you know, okay. I we're planning on really start looking for the donor car basically in winter, like December, January. And I said, I told him, I said, you know, I want a car that, has 
you know, solid maintenance records and like has had a recent top end rebuild. And because I, I don't, don't want that bill. What I don't, what I was, Dave and I were talking about this. I said, what I don't want to have happen is to get the car and, you know, within a, a few weeks of having it, you know, turn around and tell my wife, okay, well, now we've got to go spend this additional X amount of money to actually make it like run well. You know, I don't want to be in that position. So I think, yeah, I think that, that was kind of my philosophy when I bought, you know, the 2002, it had just come off of a major engine rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was expensive. And I think, you know, un- I guess maybe unfortunately a lot of that did get passed on to me as the buyer. Maybe not all of those costs. It, it looked like yeah. I got some kind of discount relative to what was spent to get it to where it's at today. But I'm mm-hmm. incredibly thankful, yeah. you know, that that's where we're starting from. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, so I think ultimately, you know, the car's going to be happy being daily driven. Um, but it's going to be things like, you know, when it's January and it's minus 20 and I go to leave work and the car doesn't start, like, am I going to be able mm-hmm. to say, well, this is just part of the ownership of this kind of car. Or am I going to say like, okay, it's probably dumb to be trying to daily drive this. And if I can't daily drive it, I got to get rid of it, you know? Uh, and those are questions that mm-hmm. I, you know, I just can't answer until I have the car. Cause that's yeah. the, the question mark for me. Isn't March through November. I have no doubt. No, it'll no, be yeah. great March through November. It's you know December, January, February. How does it survive? Um, yeah, you know. And well, I do remember in like one of the I don't know what version of nine eleven this was because I didn't wasn't really paying attention as a resident. But I do remember one of the ramps that we drove through. There was an older nine eleven that was rocking it mm-hmm. all year round. Yeah, that thing was had a big ass whale tail on it and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it's I doable. Mean, that guy was rocking that for year round for years. You'd see that parked in the same spot every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it is it's doable. probably doable. I mean, the, the car, the car, I'll get snow tires for it. The car is rear wheel drive, but it's rear engine. So you've got weight over the back and from yeah. everything I've heard, like it's very doable to, fun. to drive this in the snow. Yeah, that should be actually really, <laughs> yeah so um you know i i think it is i think it is going to be a daily drivable car um it's just the question mark will be how does it do in the winter and you know and mm-hmm. that'll that'll really answer the, the 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 question for me as to whether it's something that i'll be able to keep for a long time and really enjoy or i'll have to think okay you know if this really doesn't fit the role that i got it for you know, maybe I, maybe I got to move on. Um, and, and that'll, you know, I hope that won't be the case, but the, the nice thing is if it, if I do decide it doesn't fit in that role, you know, these are very popular right now and the, the prices of air cold 911s in general are going up. So I think I'd probably be able to get my money back out of it if needed. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah. what about, what about one other consideration is, <clears throat> You know, your BMW's paid off at this point. You've had it for an eternity. Mm-hmm. Just keep rocking that thing, man. Like, you know, that so drive that thing. Yeah, in the winter. It like when it's shitty out, you know, yeah. twenty below or yeah. You know, just like the frigid cold. I think when it's snowing and 
you know, let's say it's 12 degrees out or 18 degrees out, I'd yeah. say take the freaking safari because it'll be a blast to drive it around in the yeah. snow. So, and then when we get these Arctic freaking polar vortices, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, freeze your feet off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, then, you know, get the VMW. Yeah. So, so <laughs> it, so there's two issues of that. One, uh, we have no space. Um, two, when, when Emily and I, my wife, Emily and I talked about me doing this, uh, it was, there can be no net gain and number of cars in this process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if she was like, you know, if you want to do it, I'll support you, but the BMW is gone mm-hmm. and we're going to, we're going to basically sell the BMW. Once I get the car, we're going to sell the BMW and that's going to, you know, that money will offset a little bit of the cost of doing this project. Um, okay. So, okay. I, you know, at the end so of the deals day, were struck, deals were struck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, because the thing is I've, I've kind of, I've agreed that like, you know, we are only going to have as many cars as we have spaces yeah, yeah. for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing, I hear nothing you. sits outside you know year what? round. Yeah, my solution is you just build an Aurora shop. Yeah, so yeah. you don't have to make those deals. Well, once <laughs> once I get your once once you put in your list lifts and get that thing yeah. heated, then I'm I'm you know now yeah. we're then we're going now we're set. But um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you know what, man? I tell you what, I I don't know. I I don't think I'd let you part with this car. So <laughs> if it came to that, I may buy it. I may buy it from you. <laughs> I tell you what, man, the first, I, I bet you the first time you go for a drive in it, you're, you're yeah. just going to be laughing. You're going to really get a kick out yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> it's like the air-cooled engine sounds so good. Like, and it sounds good when mm. you're doing 20 miles an hour. Like, that's, that's exactly, the difference. Like, yeah. I don't think I ever got above about 45 in our entire drive today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but I really enjoyed it. And, and that to me is like, yeah. you know, my, my nine eleven that I have now is a car that you can't, you can enjoy some things about it, but like you can enjoy, you really can't enjoy that car until you are at, you're well that, you're, you're well it. beyond 45 miles an hour let's that's just say that just that's just it. this morning i went um my wife and i went to the uh, farmer's market with our kiddos and i or uh my wife's dad was gonna come along and mm-hmm. i talked to her this morning i was like why don't you let me take the 2002 i'll go pick them up mm-hmm. and uh and then we'll just all drive down there together yeah and as we were driving over, you know, back, I said, I mean, I'm coming from, you know, the, the, the Tycon turbo mindset of like, the thing that the 2002 teaches you is that you don't need 700 horsepower to have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Like that car, I think literally has like 130 horsepower mm-hmm. and it is a freaking blast, man. Yeah. I mean, you are just, I mean, it's so light and nimble. Yeah. You're bobbing and weaving on roads. I'm, I'm in metric, so I don't know how the hell fast I'm going. So I'm always <laughs> going way too fast in it yeah, yeah. around town. <laughs> yeah. But no one's <laughs> pulling you over. Blast, man. Yeah. I love it. You're yeah. rowing the gear. I love that thing. It is a complete hoot. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> and uh, it, it's honestly that mindset is really what kind of convinced me 
you know, about the, you know, the 911T yeah. is making a lot of sense in this generation for a car that you can have a lot of fun with out on the streets. Totally, man. I, you know, it is, th- this car will be at the other end of the yeah. spectrum in terms of, of like, here's a car that I can enjoy tooling along at 20 miles an hour because what it's, what it's doing, there's, there's sounds to it. You know, the, I found that this, the, the combination of the steering wheel diameter and like my positioning was such that like I could perfectly rest my elbow on the door sill, uh, on the, like the window sill while like steering. And so uh-huh. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I got my arm hanging out. I'm driving. I, it was just like, and again, yeah. never went above 40, 45 miles an hour, but had a great time, you know? And yeah, yeah. Exactly. To me, that's like and there's a good to be daily that, I think option, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, that's, I, I kind of jokingly called it the, the, the teleporting Tycon because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'd, I'd always kind of chased like, okay, well, if you're going to buy a new car, it's got to have more power than the last one. Like it just always has to, right. Or you're right. failing, you're just failing in life. Yeah, if yeah, it yeah. doesn't. Right. And uh, it didn't, it really didn't recognize the fact that there is such a thing. If you don't have an Autobahn, you don't have a drag strip, you don't have a race track that's, mm-hmm. you know, reasonably accessible nearby. There is such a thing as just like, this is too much. Yeah. And it does kind of take the fun away. Yeah. Um, no, it's true. I mean, you know, you're feathering the pedal, you're feathering the pedal all the time. And you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not careful, your neck snapping back is, yeah. you take off and uh, I don't know. Yeah. It just, no. It, I, and, and here's the interesting thing. And I don't, and I, um, somebody, this guy on Renless was on the 911 t forum was talking about how um the car like i think he was referencing his 991 t that he got rid of when he got i think he did this like sequence of steps where he got like uh maybe like a 4s mm-hmm. um 992 and he was like this thing isn't any fun mm-hmm. um, and so then he got got the t again and he was like whenever he walked past that car it would call out to him at night. It would kind of scream at him, like, <laughs> drive me, yeah. drive me. Yeah. And I get that. Like the, like what the 2002 is like currently like the one car in my garage that like will call out, like take me for a drive. Yeah. When I walk by. Totally. You know? Yeah. Cause you're like, it's just fun, man. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally get that. I mean, I, that's how I feel about my 911 is like any night, that I, any night that's a nice night that I don't take it out, I feel like it was a missed yeah. opportunity in some ways, you know? And, and, yeah, and that's yeah. good. Like, that's what I want from like my, my one special car, you know? Um, and, and so it, it is nice to have that, but it'll also, it'll also be nice to have a car that I can kind of enjoy every day. And yeah. I, I get, you know, it's not just a, a conveyance you know the bmw is is a great yeah. car it's been incredibly reliable but i used to really lust after that car and mm-hmm. i was i loved it and i and i still love it in in many ways but you know i've gotten to the point with it where it is just kind of i don't i don't look back at it when i leave you know when i'm walking yeah, in the yeah. parking lot I, it's it's gotten to a point with me where it's like okay it's time to change it up and so i think this will be a well i think so and yeah. 
And, and I think this is offering kind of like what, you know, one of my colleagues had mentioned to me a long time ago, he said, as you get a little bit older in life, you start to hunt for more and more kind of just unique experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to be a great experience for you. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never owned, you know, I've never owned a car like this. It's very, it, it is, it's part of why I wanted to come out here and do this. I mean, like, you know, it wasn't cheap to get the plane ticket and get the hotel and all that stuff, you know, essentially to drive a car for six hours. But it is so different from what I've been, ex- you know, what I've driven before. And now I'm like, if I'm seriously, con- you know, if I'm considering to daily drive this thing and it's so different than any car I've owned before, like I need to know exactly what what it's like. And and it is it's it's super interesting, man. Like it's the interior is very simple it is very you know like like i said Mm -hmm. there's no power steering the the uh you know the manuals are the the windows are manual roll down windows yeah Uh, you know just (laughs) stuff like that that you're like oh yeah yeah. it's that makes sense like you know it's like my uh father-in-law would say back then they just said you know you had a name for these it was called uh, Heat and Keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all you need. That's all you got. Heat and yeah. Keys. Yeah. It's true. I mean, <laughs> that, that interior was, you know, was, a, and mine, mine will, will not be a stripped out interior, but, but the basic functionality, I don't have some big tablet screen. I, you know, it's, it's very yeah, simple. Yeah, and I, yeah. and yeah, I really, yeah. it doesn't have, you know, it's not smeared with leather everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really like the, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed the experience. And so, um, I think, <laughs> you know, I, I've already committed to it in terms of, you know, we have, okay. we have a pretty good size non-refundable deposits are, that we've already paid. So, we're definitely committed to it. And, you know, I talked to my wife about, it. I said, you know what, you know, if, if I go out there and, and it's not what I need it to be, you know, what, you know, do we walk away from it? You know, what do we do? And, and she's like, you know, we've already committed this money to it, get the car and then you can sell it. And whatever you sell it for, like, that's, you know, that's what you have to spend for, you know, your, your next daily driver. Um, so she's very, yeah, very yeah. pragmatic about it. And I think that's probably the smart approach is like, since there are certain important questions I can't answer until I physically own the car and yep. have lived with it. Cause there is, yeah, you know me, yeah. like my, the, one of the kind of personality quirks I have is I get very upset when a machine that has one job doesn't do the one job. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've known that about yeah, me for a long time. So I, yeah. <laughs> so the first yeah. time the car doesn't start, you know, how do I handle that? I don't know. You know, I've never really had a car. I've been fortunate, you know, even my first car, which is a kind of an old Ford Explorer, like it never didn't start on me, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, how do I react? And to sometimes that? it's, and so, yeah. And sometimes it's puzzling, man. Like, you know, I, um, <clears throat> when I, the, my 2002 was in the, in the shop over the winter dealing with some kind of like grounding issues. Um, yeah. Electrical problems. You know, a yeah. little, uh, some gremlins here and there. And, you know, they got, they sorted so many things and it just ran like a, a dream afterward. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember driving at home, going around a corner on like a main thoroughfare and it just died. And I was like, Oh, 
God. <laughs> I just lost all trust in yeah, it. Yeah. And, um, and I think I made in my mind a bigger deal about it than what it really should have been. Right. Cause it did fire right back up and I was on my way mm-hmm. and like, okay, the thing sat there, they worked on it. Maybe it had a little air in the line or something. Sure. Like something, something happened, but you, you catastrophize like, Oh, what is it this time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cause, cause you know, we'd had, we dealt with some shenanigans, you know, with the distributor being freaking loose. Oh yeah. When it first showed up and then it needed retiming because of that. And, <laughs> I remember what you know, those are all, we were looking at it in your garage and you're like, I don't think this thing is supposed to just spin freely. <laughs> yeah yeah the yeah, distributor yeah. cap uh, <laughs> yeah i mean you know and the and the fun part about the whole thing though for me has just been like i have learned so much in this ownership experience and uh, it's been a real hoot yeah and uh yeah you know it's it's and that's kind of the thing i mean and that's probably where i th- i think this will still be i think this will still go really well for you because like for me the 2002 is very much like a toy car mm-hmm. um you know, I take it out once in a while and drive it. I, I'm, I'm, I could probably at this point, it's run so well this spring. I could probably just start driving it into work like every day, and it would be fine. Yeah, but I'm not like quite ready to go there with it. Yeah, you know, I'm, and part of that is like, um, <laughs> you know, kind of savoring the the projects, like you know, working on an LED conversion for a lot of the lights, kind of yeah. cleaning up the light housings, like yeah, just having some fun with that stuff. There's no rush, right? But it's kind of like a toy car. I pick it up, I drive it when I've got time, um, I store it. You know, your expectations of yours are going to be a little bit differently, mm-hmm. different than mine. But I, but I do think you know your rebuild process is basically going to give you a car that is probably more reliable than mine and less gremlin. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I, especially since it's fuel injected. Yeah. That, that to me is a big one is not having to mess with the carburetor and timing issues and stuff. Yeah. Like you're that. not out there in the, you know, in the Osmond ramp with a can of starter fluid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lagging somebody down like, all right, when I hit this, I need you to pump the gas. <laughs> yeah. Give us yeah. some gas. Yeah, no, I mean, that that for me was like a big, you know, uh, seeing some of those issues with their 2002, like that was kind of what convinced me. (laughs) I did not want a carbureted car. Um, You don't want carburetors. And and what convinced convinced us to get the the, um, water-cooled, fuel-injected engine in in my wife's uh, Speedster. Yeah. Speedster, yeah. Um, You know, I, I I think it will be, you know, from everything I've heard uh, about kind of quote unquote classic Porsche ownership, it's basically the car will take care of you. If you take care of the car, like they're incredibly reliable. Mm -hmm. As long as you stay up on the maintenance, take care of them, how they should be taken care of drive them regularly so that everything is getting lubricated and heat cycled Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, And, uh, and so, you know, that, I think I'll be doing all that, you know, and, and I'm, I am pretty meticulous with keeping up on top of my maintenance and everything like that. So, um, I think it'll be, (laughs) it'll be as good as it can be. Um, you know, and I just have to be realistic about like, you know, at the end of the day, it still will be, uh, a car that has, you know, however many hundred thousand, you know, hundred, say 150,000 miles on it. Uh, and there's 150 miles on that engine, on that transmission, 
you know, and so I just have to accept the fact that there's going to be things that will need, you know, they'll, it's not going to be a perfect car. And, and I have to kind of embrace that, you know. And I think if you start with that mindset, you're going to set yourself up for much more successful ownership experience. Yeah. Um, putting, you know, lofty goals, um, expectations mm-hmm. will, will result in catastrophizing when things yeah. go along. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so if you can avoid that, you're, you're starting in the right direction. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> um, so I, I also wanted to mention, so we've got kind of a fun, I've got, well, you didn't get to do this with me, but, but we're going to have a, I'm going to have a fun couple weekends. You're going to have a very fun weekend coming up. Uh, yeah. A little preview of, of what we'll probably talk about on the next show, but I did want to mention it. Um, so the, I, the saga of your PPF. <laughs> I'm in PPF jail. Yeah. So PPF jail right now. <laughs> so, your, so your, your career T got delivered to the dealership. Yeah. What a week ago? Yep, roughly right now. Yeah, yeah, like May tenth or something. Yeah. So yeah. it got delivered, yeah. and we were kind of like, you and I were talking quite a bit about like, okay, you know, if it come, you know, could we go on such and such a date to pick it up? And you're getting yeah, your, yeah, for like months, right? You're getting your yeah. PPF done at at the dealer, and yeah, as we're getting closer and closer, it, it's looking more and more like you're going to be ready to pick it up the weekend I'm out here in Boise. And I was like, God, that sucks, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, you know, I, I was really excited to go like pick up the tea with you. And yeah. then you got put in a PPF jail. <laughs> so, so what actually happened? Like you said, somebody, so long and short of it is it got delayed and we're going to go pick it up together next weekend, next Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And I mean, what I think at the end what of the day, ha- what ha- you know, what happened? Like there was, you said some guy wasn't around and could do some paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think like, I think at the end of the day, it's, you know, you as an individual can telegraph to people like, okay, these are kind of my expectations. This is how I'd like this to go. Yeah. You know, I kind of for months had said to them, you know, my only windows for getting up there are going to be like Saturdays because we've got a four-week-old newborn right. and a toddler. Like, which is it is a shit show around here. Yeah. Which, <laughs> right by now, the way, I do, that not, is, I do not have time to dick around with stuff during the week. I'm working. Yeah. Right. And and so I kind of like ad nauseum, like repeated this, repeated this, and I I think at the end of the day, it's really just them. Like, thanks for informing us. We'll let you know when your car's ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, so they basically the ppf guy they i don't know you know when they got in touch with him but they got in touch with him and he's like whoa 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 i mean this is like a whole car ppf and and yeah. Tint. like yeah i can't i can't just turn that around in two days know, whatever amount of time that they had given him and i was thinking yeah. in my brain like well i i was like i just assumed that they would have talked to him like as soon as it hit the the shore the dealer lot but, but like you said they you know their expectation is for some of these cars you're going to put some ppf on with them and so i think they probably just are so busy that mm-hmm. you know there's a pe- there's just like an order right a pecking order you know this is when this one came so we're doing that and then this one then you're next so right i think that's basically what happened gotcha you know? yeah it, it would have killed me like with my original tycon i would have been going nuts dying with a week delay but yeah you know i've i 
we're so busy around here right now with the kids and just right sleepless nights that it's just I'm in a state of delirium. Most yeah. Of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I will say that was that was I forgot to mention kind of at the top of the show uh, a little more than our our typical two weeks, but there's a very good reason for that, and that's because you're a new dad yeah, once yeah. again. So you know, obviously, yeah, congratulations, baby man. <laughs> Your baby boy is yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna, I, yeah, we're gonna. I, I think he. I'm he getting came out with a lot of hair for that team, man. I'm getting yes, you the Ricardo yeah. baby seat. He he came out with a lot of hair, yeah. And there are rumors that he already knows how to drive a manual transmission. Oh, that for sure. No, he's going to be tuning carburetors <laughs> by the time he's like two years old. <laughs> Everybody's going to be working in electric, and he's going to be like, "No, I know how to tune a carburetor." <laughs> I, I will be I will be shocked and disappointed if at least one, if not both, of your kids isn't like super into cars. Man, I think I'm it's just by it osmosis. Happen. I think they're just going to be into it. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're going to have so much fun stuff around here. I don't see how they can not love cars oh, when we're dude, done. <laughs> you're gonna, you got your 2002. You got the T. Yeah. You know, Uncle Alex is going to yeah. have this. You know, Safari, yeah. this old 911. He drives Safari, around. The, um, the Speedster. <laughs> yeah, he's got this other car that has a big wing on it. <laughs> it makes it pretty loud. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be. We've awesome. got to indoctrinate like, them. Really. Why not? You know, I know Steph, <laughs> yeah. Steph may not be the biggest fan of that. She doesn't need to know about this plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, she doesn't listen to these anyways. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, no, not, not, not of our wives do. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, so I'm, I'm really excited to be able to to go do that next weekend. I'm. It's funny. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're. I've got it all timed out at all times. It did, yeah, and and it'll be. You know, I I wasn't thinking about, it, but we've got a three day weekend next weekend, so you're gonna have kind of a nice long well, weekend to try yeah. and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can get out, do a drive or something too. Oh yeah. Um, the yeah, other thing that's really nice actually is. <laughs> amen, amen, man. One of the other nice things is um, for this car, I'm gonna do the whole car get it PPF mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> the lazy man's approach, which I was kind of 50, 50 on. Cause I'm, I don't know. I just was like, whatever. I'm not too worried about it this time, but because of the delay, it, it, it gave me an opportunity to do the PPF the right way on the back, which is um, to, to reorder the nine eleven emblem. Oh, sure. Um, and so they can just do a clean install on the back and then put the badge back on. Yeah. Um, Oh, and they did actually, I was going to tell you on it as a side note, one of the things I, I spec'd my car, I didn't do the, the side decals. I haven't really been a decal guy. Yeah. Um, but, um, that is literally like all I've ever seen on the forums or he's getting to the de decals. So now I'm like, oh, it looks weird without them. Maybe I should get decals. <laughs> and the PPF, the PPF guys said they didn't see any issue bringing it back up and, and having them put the decals on the PPF, they didn't think that would be an issue at all. So, okay, cool. Um, it could be one option. Yeah. If I decide to, to do it, go that route. So I think, you know, you and I will just have to like go up there, check it out, see what we think. See in person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then just kind of make a decision. It's so hard to like, look at things on a phone and be like, I know, I think that looks okay, but I don't know. But like when you it, see it in person, it, it's, it's just like, it makes a lot of difference. It just declares itself. I, I, so one of the things we did when we got done driving the car today, where um, we were chatting with uh, Christian, the, the builder about um, 
the different vinyl wraps that they offer because I, I just wanted to kind of know like what products like from what companies they use so that i could see what all my options were and he was like oh you know yeah. so he he brought me back into their uh showroom where they had um um kind of samples of you know little color samples of the different wraps that they have um and yep. it was really interesting like because i had looked so one of the products they use is, is 3m uh 3m makes a lot of different car vinyl wraps and I had looked at some of those different colors on online because 3M has this like kind of configurator kind of virtual thing that shows you the colors. And I had also Googled, mm -hmm. you know, 3M and then plugged in the name of the color wrap and looked at pictures on, you know, of, of what it actually looked like on people's cars. And yeah, even yeah, doing yeah. all that, what it looked like in my hand in the showroom, it looked yeah so different and i was like wow this yeah you know i you realize how some of these things just, like, do not photograph are. yeah yeah things just don't photograph well they don't you know accurately show up on monitors that you're looking at and stuff i right. mean i i honest I, I honest to god like i i spec shark blue for my 911 and i'm i'm still like super excited about it mm -hmm. but i once my eyeballs go on it mm -hmm. like it's i don't even know what it'll look like like I've seen it, you know, yeah. oversaturated, undersaturated on all these videos and pictures that I'm like, I think I know kind of what it'll look like. So, <laughs> but I think when I see it for the first time, yeah. I'll just be like, oh, I you're, really like that. Or I'm like, oh, that's very, very blue. <laughs> I think you're gonna like it, man. Like when I, uh, yeah. when I did the PCA, there's a PCA meetup and drive event uh, last uh, last July. And one the car that was in front of me when we were driving to we, we went to this um like Italian restaurant place that was over in Wisconsin. And the car that was in front of me on the drive was uh a seventeen uh seven eighteen boxer spider in shark blue. Oh cool. And okay, cool. As much as much shit as I give you for picking that color over Carmine Red, it does look really good. Yeah. It does look really good. Sweet. So I think you're gonna Sweet. like it. That's yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. I just, I just wanted to do one in a fun color. I just wanted yeah. to finally do a, get a car in a kind of a quirky, fun color. Yeah, like a sports car. You know, it's like a toy car. Yeah, way, so yeah. This is well. I mean, we're 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 all. I mean, we're grown men that are assembling Matchbox collections. Really, it literally looks like my daughter's Matchbox. Yeah, yeah. car collection. Like all of the cars in there have. I can tell you the portion of names yeah yeah I'm sure the color the man. color codes yeah <laughs> yeah You're like sweetie that's a guards red 911 you have yeah exactly yeah. guards red guards red. Yeah. <laughs> How do we spell guards? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it obviously we're gonna we'll have a, a kind of a full discussion and, and your kind of first impressions of it yeah. on our next episode but i did want to mention i'm yeah. pretty excited about it and and uh yeah. it should be a fun fun day It'll be nice because I, I work yeah. that day at three, and so it'll be nice to have yeah, like a really fun morning, yeah. and then go in and you yeah, know, yeah, butt yeah. kick to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that kind of wraps it up for cool. for what I had on the agenda. You have anything you want to add, buddy? No, that's great. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you all uh, so much for listening. As always, uh, check us out at the Blow Up Out Podcast on Instagram. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we'll do our best to, to 
keep these coming out every couple of weeks, but know that, you know, schedules are tough uh, for Tucker and I with, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's, he's being driven slowly insane uh, by the lack of speed. Yeah, so exactly. um, we'll, we'll find time. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, we can. We'll, try. <laughs> we'll find time when we can. Try. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, we appreciate y'all listening and we'll see you next time.